1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And And we're we're the the good good guys. guys.
0: There's a lot of guys out there.
1: And we're the good ones.
0: So I can't wait anymore. Ben, I think you should start us off with your what are you nuts moment because it just sounds too good. You've gotten me too excited. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think we got to start with it. So... It's also, I want to I caveat. It's, a, it's really like a, what the hell is wrong with you, Ben? But it's also what the hell is wrong with everybody in the world that they made me feel the way that I do about this, what are you nuts? And I'm definitely building it. It's really not that big of a deal, but you're probably gonna think that it's a very big deal. All right, so we're on the plane to Lisbon and I'm two types of a traveler when I'm on a plane. One, I like to get a lot of work done. If I'm not getting a lot of work done, I'm watching a lot of movies, and I like to watch like like that's what's great about a seven hour flight. You can watch great movies, and I watched two movies on the plane, both of which I had never seen before, which in, essentially is my what are you nuts? One of those being Blood Diamond, and the other one being Goodfellas. <laughs> You've never seen Goodfellas? Oh my god! yes it's a what are you nuts especially because like I love those movies I love Casino I love Godfather I'd never seen Goodfellas I don't know I also love DiCaprio but I just never saw Blood Diamond and when I told my friend this he's like dude are you like what's wrong with you that you haven't seen Goodfellas but you know what my rebuttal was how freaking jealous are you that I got to see Goodfellas for the first time two days ago I'm just upset that you're even remotely talking about
0: Blood Diamond and Goodfellas (laughs) in the same sentence. That is unacceptable. But yeah, I'm so jealous that you just got to enjoy the greatness of Goodfellas.
1: It was like the best movie I've ever seen. And then I went and watched the Oscars and I kept turning to Claudia. I'm like, fuck all these movies. Best picture should be Goodfellas. Like it was was just just in perpetuity. The best movie forever, forever. It was just such an unbelievable movie. But yes, Ben, what are you nuts? You had to see movies. You had to see the classics, and it was it was truly unbelievable. But that said, do do we really need to rag on people that haven't seen movies? Like just, uh, I I I don't know. What are you nuts?
0: I agree with you, and I think I've never seen Titanic. I've never seen
1: Terminator. I've never seen... Oh, Terminator. I saw when I was in the third grade. I went home crying. This like terrible, terrible mother showed it to all of us when we were eight years old. And I just remember the Terminator with his like fire and his... I'm just like this sheltered eight-year-old, right? Like so sheltered. I wasn't allowed to see an R-rated movie. I wasn't even allowed to see PG-13. Like I, I was just like just oh i had nightmares forever about the terminator
0: there was nothing better than that one friend growing up whose parents didn't give a
1: fuck (laughs) like a hundred percent it was the best a hundred percent yeah i need your examples and then i'll give you mine well tell me about your parents friend who didn't give a fuck and what you ended up consuming what content did you consume porn
0: Well, I don't want to call him out, but my friend Louie growing up Louie was the best and his parents were the best They were just the coolest and we would literally like like my mom had me on Like I I, it was insane like I I had one of those invisible uh, Fences around like within like 20 feet of our apartment that if I went too far out like I got a shock in the neck But when I went over to Louie's his parents they were in charge And they were cool. We were roaming the streets of Jamaica, Queens at 10 o'clock at night, living life, shooting dice, smoking (laughs) (laughs) punts. We
1: didn't do any of that Uh, shit, but we we were doing hood rat shit and it was awesome. Any specific examples? Tell us a story. We went
0: to my friend Chelsea Ray's house once in the Bronx, and we went into her above-ground pool, drank orange soda and vodka from a plastic bottle, and I proceeded to throw up aggressively (laughs) for the next 10 hours. And then we went to Roosevelt Field Mall in Long Island, and I had chicken teriyaki, and it brought me back to life. And then on the train home, I drank a Dunkin' Donuts iced culotta and thought, I'm the coolest
1: fucking guy who has ever lived. You were the coolest. It's the night that dreams are
0: made of. <laughs> Shout out Chelsea cool. Rayner above ground pool.
1: So mine was my Chelsea Rayner, Or who was the, the guy that you first mentioned? Louie. My Louie was somebody named Phil. Phil's house was the house that, oh man, this was nothing like my house. Nothing. We go over to Phil's house, and I know everybody listening, we don't like when we talk about porn. So I'm just going to preface the fact that I'm going to talk about porn. So if you don't want to hear anything about porn, just skip through, but you're going to miss a really good story Maybe we call with a really good punchline. We'll call it canoodling on video. Yeah, we'll call video. it
0: professional canoodling.
1: Professional canoodling.
0: I like that. And that's the name of the, the episode. Marshall, write it down. Got
1: it. Thank For, you. <laughs> per, 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 professional canoodling. So... First of all, we'd go over to Phil's house. Phil had a babysitter. We'd leave Phil's house and we'd always say, like, we want to go and rent a movie. These are the days of VHSs. You'd actually go to the video store, which is the greatest store ever. Best. You'd pick out your VHS, what you wanted to watch. And you know, maybe if you're a young teen, pretty curious, you'd sneak your way back into the nudie section, peel back the curtain. Your and video you just get store to see, had a like, nudie section? Oh yeah, X videos. Oh, you were in weren't, the back you weren't going of my, to Blockbuster, you were going to some off the grid shit. I was going to off the grid wow. Our it was called We Deliver Videos. That was the name of the of the place wow. cuz I guess they delivered VHSs and it was it was an unbelievable store. So that, that is just, so literal. Was it right next to We Feed You Food? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was right next to the bagel mill <laughs> which which is literally a bagel store. So we uh, go look at a a couple of just like nice covers of pornos. We'd go back to Phil's, we'd play video games and, you know, occasionally watch, like I thought it was crazy that we'd watch. It started off as like Rat Race. Again, we were really young. I couldn't watch Rat Race. Then it turned into American Pie. Right. And then it turned into those movies where like you'd see a pair of breasts and your mind would be blown. Like, whoa, whoa, that's what... That's what breasts look like. Totally. And then, of course, a slippery slope, as all these things are. One day, Phil showed me a video on a porn website of a couple of females squirting
0: oh my god
1: <laughs> I had to just get it out quick I had to rip off the band-aid because I know people right now in their car are like mom, turn oh my off god this episode they're they're they're, cr- they're crossing themselves they're saying like sweet Jesus I'm just getting. Yes. I'm just
0: getting a photo of my mom right now <laughs>
1: searching squirting on bing because she doesn't know how to use Google <laughs> what what's better that visual or 11 year old me watching these two like people squirting. It was just, it was, it was crazy. And because I I was so mind blown by what I had just seen. And again, I was so coddled. My parents are unbelievable, right? I could trust them. Mm. I went home and I asked my mom, mom, I just watched two girls have some stuff flying out of their vaginas. And my mom then called Phil's mom and the four of us had a meeting (laughs) (laughs) and I never went to Phil's house again. I trusted my mom. She was my confidant. And then all of a sudden... It was gone. These mothers of
0: ours are rats. (laughs) They're rats. Okay. If we were in the mob, our mothers would be shot in the knees (laughs) because they can't keep a secret to
1: themselves. No, no. So funny. That will forever be the most mortifying meeting of my life. It was, it was, oh my God. I'm literally reliving it. But those are some, those are the days. Those were just the days.
0: My mom was the queen of telling things that I had told her in confidence to other people's parents. Like Mm -hmm. I remember this kid, Brian in in elementary school, his dad was buying him Swiss army knives and he would bring them into our (laughs) fifth grade class (laughs) and they were sick and I wanted (laughs) one so bad. And my mom was like, you think this is cool? (laughs) These contraptions, you're gonna cut your finger off. (laughs) Meanwhile, the entire class now is getting brought into the principal's office. My mom has like put something into motion that is now gonna get us all into trouble. Brian's being like searched like he's the shoe bomber on
1: United, like it was so bad. Mom, who does this? (sighs) You, You know, it's so funny. Sure, your mom's a rat. (laughs) She was probably just afraid you were getting stabbed. (laughs) It's too much. I also remember there was a brief stint with Swiss Army knives. Swiss Army knives were a big thing when we were younger. Like, it was just like a cool... I also always wanted a Swiss Army knife. So interesting. so interesting. We just, I think it was just the way that it was built. It was so cool. I didn't even want the knife part. I love the fact that there was a little scissor just in case I was like... I don't know, you're sewing and you lose the little scissor that comes with the sewing kits. Like it had all the, th- it had all the
0: contraptions. Growing up, if you were a boy, the things that were sold to us that were the coolest things ever, I'll start a treehouse, a Swiss army knife, and a slingshot. But d- did you have a tree house? No, but I wanted one desperately. And then I realized that we were broke and lived in New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that the... I wonder if there's anybody rich enough. You think there are kids that are rich enough in New York that have tree houses? Like, like I'm talking Manhattan. Like, is there like somebody with a sick brownstone whose kid is, again, kids will be kids. Yes. I too. I wanted a tree house. I wonder if there's anybody in Manhattan that has a tree house.
0: Probably not. But I, I, yeah, those to me were like the coolest, like of the highest value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tree houses were were epic wow well your friend phil seems like a good time do you do you guys keep in touch we don't we don't if phil if you happen to hear this man you you showed me things that i wouldn't have seen for years and you really just matured my brain how much do we want to bet that phil's in crypto now hi hi yes hi as long as he's not in Silicon Valley Bank, holy smokes. Did you hear about this over the weekend? So for the people that don't
0: know, I'm sure they do know, but Silicon Valley Bank, which was, this is the second biggest bank ever
1: to completely default. So that I don't know. It is. I just know second that. Second to Lehman I just know Brothers. That, I just know that Spritz Society banked. <laughs> no, you did? <laughs> with, <laughs> with Silicon Valley Bank. No! And so we were, we yeah, so we were on the front lines of all it. We're totally fine. Totally cool. Cash is secured. No problemo. That Shout said, out, Joe B. We had, sh- sh- we had some, uh, it, was, it was a pretty wild weekend of switching banks and just like hearing from investors and board members, just like, hey guys, the bank that you're with is currently having some issues. Hold on. You might as well, Let's you might want to seek st- a different bank. I can't
0: believe I'm just hearing about this. So on Friday- when the bank that holds all the money for Spritz society basically the federal government shut them down and you had no idea whether that money was ever going to be returned to you
1: walk us so through. we had so so we heard a little bit earlier there were rumblings before this weekend like over the last week that shit was going down at silicon valley bank and so there was technically time to uh, s- like put your wires through and push your money to a different bank. We had actually submitted on Friday and our wire didn't go through. So truthfully, if push came to shove and they were not bailed out, we would have all of our money frozen, which would have been a terrible problem. And we would have needed to have switched this podcast to five days a week, (laughs) maybe even more. (laughs) Two a days. (laughs) I'm here for it. We're
0: okay but we're okay. We're okay. When did you know, like when that wire didn't go through on Friday, did your stomach drop?
1: I'm not going to lie to you. This was the weekend that I was in Portugal and my partner just handled the whole thing like a freaking champ. Yes, our stomach's dropped, but when there's a will, there's a way. We figured it all out. And uh, yeah, we are no longer with Silicon Valley bank, but that was... That was a really, really crazy. It just goes to show you that the reason why you bank somewhere shouldn't be because it's all the, it's it's the startup bank. It's where everybody in Silicon Valley goes like, no, I want to, I want to bank somewhere for a reputation, like where the reputation is that they're secure and that like non-startups are there, honestly, that like everybody that's a mature business also banks with them. The more I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, go where all the, The other growing companies are like, no, I want to be with the grown companies. Yes. Right? Like, it's just, it's like a weird sales tool. Go with Silicon Valley, ride the wave, like your bank. Yeah. Right? I want to be
0: somewhere where they bank with billionaires like Chase Bank and Kanye West. You know, I want to go. (laughs) Exactly. I want to go somewhere that's really got a lot of dough. My bank is owned by the Royal Bank of Canada. And my friend's bank over the weekend, because we were talking about this and comparing banks, he's like, oh, well, my bank is owned by the Royal Bank of Scotland. I'm like, are we just being protected by other
1: countries? <laughs> like Canada's the yeah. one footing the bill for my bank. I guess mine is too. TD, are you a TD cardholder? I'm a city national girl. Mm, mm. I'm Toronto Dominion. I just found out that's what TD stood for, Toronto Dominion. What a fun acronym. Interesting, Interesting isn't it? How'd you pick your bank? It's the Hollywood bank. Mm. It's the bank where you can go
0: get a home loan. And when they say, can we have two years of pay stubs? You go, what are you nuts?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it to you in bulk. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just give me a few years. I literally picked TD Bank because it was on my corner. It's cute. Proximity is important. Well, I, I, I think I still have to give my what are you nuts moment. Did I? You do. You do. No, no, no. We came out guns blazing in this episode, which I love. I love it, too. But no, you I, you, have, you haven't given it.
0: I um, So my Winnie and Nuts moment, and this is really, this is telling on myself a little bit here, and I'm, I'm willing to go there. So the other day, my wife and I, we had like a very, very, we were doing this shoot together for something that's going to come out soon. Can't say what yet, but it's going to be pretty wonderful. Wow. So I was taking my son to school and it was kind of a rush because I had to be somewhere at 9.30 and so I had to drop him off at 9 and everything was sort of being mapped out and my wife was getting ready and our younger son wasn't feeling great and it was like a very busy morning. And usually I quarterback it beautifully, the Tom Brady of breakfast for my kids and getting them to school. But today wasn't going great. So I take my son and he hadn't felt great the night before, but he wakes up that morning, he's fresh beautiful no temp ready for anything i'm like let's do this so i go you know what we'll go to the donut shop on the way to school little something you know get them i say what would you like i know you like the pink donuts with the rainbow sprinkles please your dad's on iCarly. carly get two so <laughs> so he goes dad i think today i'd like a croissant i said i didn't know that i was with such a sophisticated young child of course, <laughs> enjoy the croissant. So we get it, put him in the car. So he starts to say, Dad, can we just go back home? If I, I don't know if I'm feeling good again. And I said, you feel fine. You don't have a temperature. You woke up. You've been running around all morning. You're fine. I'm like doing the total dad thing. And then he goes, well, mm. I don't want to eat this croissant. I go, well, why didn't you get the donut? You could have had a donut. And he goes, I don't think I want this. So I drop him off at school and I'm kind of going like, get going, get in, go to school. I got to run. I get a call five minutes later. Your son's in the office. His eyes are welling up. He doesn't feel good. He wants to go home. What am I nuts? He told me he didn't feel good. I pushed him on these teachers and what do I get? Five minutes later, I get the call. Now, granted, my mother-in-law picked him up. That's a different story. (laughs)
1: You are already on your way. Listen. (laughs) Someone else's problem. Somebody's got to pay
0: for that school he goes to. But nevertheless, (laughs) I felt so awful. And granted, like, I, you know, there have been many mornings like that where he goes to school and he couldn't be more than, you know, he's so pleased to be there and he forgets and anything ever didn't feel great. But in this moment, he just didn't feel great. And he was, and I should have known when he didn't want to eat his croissant. Because that was just like a harbinger of more bad to come. So... And it was really interesting because at the end of the day, I got home and I said, Max, I want to have a talk with you. And we went into my office and I said, Max, I want to apologize to you. And he said, what's that? I said, I want to say sorry because I didn't listen when you were saying that you weren't feeling too good. And I had told him on the way to school, like, listen, if you don't feel good, call us and we'll come pick you up. But let's just try. And I said, I want to apologize. And, you know, I'm going to do a better job at listening when you tell me you don't feel good. And he goes, okay, dad, it's okay. Now, granted, I also said, let's go to Target and pick out anything you want. But nevertheless, (laughs) he was so quick to forgive me. And I was like, what a wonderful lesson in healthy conflict resolution. Because if you apologize to me in my life, I'm going to make you pay. Right? I'm going to (laughs) play some emotional war with you. And I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. I accept for now. But you're going to feel it. For now. You're going to feel the pain of crossing me. (laughs) And you're going to know
1: that going forward, don't ever think about it again. But he just was so healthy. Honestly, you just sound like a wonderful dad. (laughs) That was just a true, touching, wonderful. What are you, nuts? But really, you're not that nuts. You're not that nuts. You look, sometimes kids fake. I'm just saying, do we even know that he wasn't faking? Maybe he took the apology and said, it's okay, Dad, because he really was feeling fine. Yeah, I
0: mean he felt fine. He went to school the next day. My mother-in-law said he's very happy. I think he just had to use the
1: bathroom. Mm. So Don't we all? <laughs> don't we all? So so let's go back to this croissant thing. Mm. How did he pronounce croissant? Is he into any other types of French dishes? Is he a fan of escargot? <laughs>
0: He is, in full transparency, he is kind of a croissant king. But he has, mm. he has a brand that he likes. He likes the heated up one from Starbucks. And mm. it tends to be our thing. He gets that. I get the egg white feta wrap, double baked, which is not an option on the Starbucks app. And it's a really big issue. And Starbucks, we know you're listening. Give us the option to say, I want it extra well done. Otherwise, there's some cold bites in there and it'll make you want to end your life but otherwise it's a wonderful wrap and we sit at Starbucks and we eat it and it's a really nice time today's episode of the good guys podcast is brought to you by top golf that's right top golf i i love top golf guys i'm not i'm not kidding here do you want to know why i love top golf because max peck my son my legacy he loves top golf i know i told you guys about it but you know recently whether it's max and i going to top golf or when i went with my father in law and my mother in law and my sister in law my wife we all went and we all had the best time because even if you don't golf it doesn't matter everyone can play top golf even if no one can swing a club they've got food and beverage it's the only place you can play around and then order another and you know usually when like the activity is the focal point of something, you kind of compromise with the food. Let's be honest. You're like, yeah, the food's pretty good for a bowling alley, but that's not top golf, baby. The food is really good. So while someone's out there, you know, hitting the ball, going for the for the giant targets on the giant fairway, you're having a slice of pizza. You're having some chips and guac. And just feeling relaxed for the first time all week. It's a great time no matter what. And the best part is it's fun outside, but with the comforts of inside. So they have comfy heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. I- I'm not kidding, guys. It's casual. It's fun. There's giant TVs, good music, a great activity. It's fun for everyone no matter the skill level. So, and I'm not kidding around here. It's golf. It's golf. It's not golf, it's top golf. Download the app, book a bay, and come play around. I've posed this question to you, but I'm gonna sort of revise it. You might not wanna share this, but like, let's just say, what's like a heavier weight for you? Cause I, I'll, I'll say mine. Like, for me, like, I'm six feet. So if I'm like 200, 210, that's like, I don't feel great. 220, I really don't feel great. 180, I feel thin and trim. So
1: for you, if, what what is it for you? If, if I get to 280, I feel not good. But you're also 6'3". Let the people know that. But I'm also big boned. Right now, I don't think you know how much I weigh. You think I weigh way less than I do. You look about 220. I'm 260. <laughs> no. Marshall, can you believe this? That's what I'm saying. I'm big boned. I know everybody says that. Big boned. I think I really am big boned. Like- 260 is not a 36, 38 gene. 260 is LeBron James and he's six, eight. Like it just, I, I don't know what it is. Like I I've always, so when I am like, oh my God, anorexic, everybody call the hospital. Ben's bulimic. I'm 220. I look, it's crazy. Two, 220 is where I look. I'm a 32 gene at 220. Okay. So you're a 32 gene at 220. Yeah. That's not possible. Is it it, it crazy? I know. 220? I know. I'll send you a picture later when I was 220. You're going to look at me and I won't make the Holocaust joke that I was about to make, (laughs) but you'd think that I. But if anyone was allowed to make a Holocaust (laughs) joke, it's us. It's true. But I'm just saying, if you saw me like, damn, Ben, you know, it's you are thin. 280, you don't like it. 220, you're like at
0: your thinnest trimmest. If you had the choice, you could say 280 pounds your whole life. You won't be Brendan Fraser in The Whale, but you'll never be a pound less than 280, but you can eat whatever you want. Or you can be 220 for the rest of your life, but you can never eat any of the things that you love. You're just going to have chicken and rice forever, and then that's it. What would you pick?
1: Do I live the same amount of time, and am I healthy? And I'm healthy. 280, it's it's not even a question. Wow. Oh, it's not even a Cause question. Because I'm the exact opposite. You'd rather forego all your delicious food yes. and just be your goal weight forever, but never enjoy yes. your food. It sounds like you're going to stay at your goal weight a then, for a v- long time. No, but I have no control. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's impossible. I mean, there is this miracle drug that is giving people control called those Zempic Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I would rather be 280. The The question only, like... Sure, I prefer the way that I look when I'm thinner. Absolutely. Like right now I am looking svelte. I chisel jaw. Gorgeous. Sometimes the the, big, the bigger I get, the more I just end up looking like a big woman. Mm. But as I go down in weight, and that's, by the way, shout out to big women. But I'm just saying. Oh, my favorite I type. become a, I become a big woman. I also get some rosacea. That's my problem. As I get thinner and thinner, my chin starts to come out. And I really have this like fantastic chin like you could, do you, did you ever have, do you know Steve Max's? No. Steve Max was this guy that used to come to my elementary school and to my day camp and his thing was put it on your face. He'd balance a person sitting in a chair on his chin. I have a chin like this guy, Steve Max. And unfortunately, Steve Max, I believe, passed away because his wire, his jaw completely separated. Be- but because a, a, an obese 12 yes. year old fell on him. Like, son, I thought you were 120. You're 280? <laughs> he comes, you look so thin. He comes to your class, like, who's going to
0: sit on my face? Not you, Ben.
1: <laughs> but yeah, great chin. But what's most important to me, I went on a tangent again. Most important to me is being healthy. That's really what pushes me down. That I start not to feel good. I get more headaches. I'm more tired. Yes. Doing routine stuff is just harder, right? That's what eventually always pushes me back from upper, back to the middle, back to the upper, back to the middle. My weight's always been like a pendulum. Yeah, no, I or get it. A ping pong ball. It swings. But if I could guarantee that I feel good, that I could eat whatever I wanted at a weight that made me feel slightly uncomfortable, I'm taking it. I love food too much. I love food too much. I get it. I just feel also for the,
0: the, the business that I'm in, there's just no, there's no way around it. And when you, the pain that you have to go through to really feel like a thin king and to really, you know, like- the, the portion control and not eating your favorite things. When you see that rare photo or that rare, you know, uh, scene where you can tell that you were really doing your best and you were on your food plan and you were on your cardio game, there's no feeling. When you see your cheek. The other day, and I've been on my intermittent fasting game. Someone commented on my Twitter, is Josh Peck's sick? And I immediately went, we did it. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> he was like, "That's what I'm talking
1: about." <laughs> That's the goal. Is he sick? <laughs> I can I can say with incredible confidence that nobody once has ever come up to me, came up to me, and said, "Ben, are you sick?" You're you know so what people thin? are saying Never. about Ben? He's fine. He's, <laughs> Ben's fine. He's, he's fine. wow you're sick what a compliment that is just thank you wow i know i'm lucky really you are lucky (laughs) i'm really lucky but but it's funny you bring up cardio routines and eating as we learned from our friend jason nash youtube star yes just a couple of weeks ago on the pod it really has absolutely nothing to do with any of your cardio or eating in your neck of the woods it's also not ozempic in your neck of the woods the guys are taking extra testosterone they're taking things to help them lift more weights to be more cut so really if you wanted to be this hollywood sex god you're going to need to you're going to need to inject yourself with some stuff right
0: i think so and i can't say for who because i don't want to be sued and i don't have the bankroll to fight anything in court like not even remotely close not even a parking ticket but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but You know, all these guys that are like the Adonis whip their shirts off. Yes, almost without a doubt, they're on, I mean, recently, and of course, it's, I'm not connecting this to this person, but did you see Jake Gyllenhaal at like 44 take his shirt off? He's in a movie about MMA. He's in Roadhouse, the remake. Yeah, I did. I saw that. Stunning musculature. Did you see this guy?
1: Yeah, look, this is not this is not from running. <laughs> this is not from lifting. It's not. Like it's Well, just, it
0: is, but again, it's all alleged. We don't know. But I just think that to be so incredibly fit and crafted, I think there's a lot of guys in Hollywood who are getting a little bit of help.
1: Yeah, yeah, by the way, you, you said it right. I said it wrong. You still have to lift the weights. Yes. It's like Barry Bonds. He still had to hit the home runs. But it certainly makes it easier to hit the ball a little bit further when you're taking something that is performance enhancing. So I'd say that it allows you to be more trim. There are ways to suppress your appetite. Look, at the end of the day, you pay enough money, you can become a specimen. That's it. You pay enough money, you can become a specimen. You do need the willpower. You do. But imagine if I was just completely ripped. It'd be weird. I took off my shirt. I was, it would be weird. I like, would you want to be ripped? Like, do you want that for yourself? Again, and we talked about this on the Neil Brennan
0: episode. I did so much damage to my body that I don't, the idea, yes, I could be ripped to a certain extent, but it's always going to be like slightly imperfect. So I've given up that side of my, you know, life or whatever that is. And I think
1: I'm better for it. But do you want to be? Like, let's say that that stuff didn't happen and you could be ripped. You're you. But you are freaking jacked. Do you want that? No. Not really. I when I see people in that good of a shape,
0: I think it's their job. Like they're sacrificing something to be in that good of a shape.
1: Same page. I'd like to be strong. I certainly don't want to be chiseled. It's the same way that I feel when I see somebody running on the street. Yes. What are you ru- What are you running from? I want huh? I want to look like a guy. I want to look like a Staten Island
0: firefighter. You know, like like I'm I'm <laughs> saving cats, I'm fighting <laughs> fires, and I look good doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that just cracked me up. That was funny. You know have you ever have you ever trained for a marathon? No. didn't we talk
0: about this? You think it's unacceptable? Like you think marathons are unacceptable? Oh yeah,
1: I, good. I was teeing myself up, <laughs> but I guess I have amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, I will take your Lofted softball, hit it out of the park, and say that anybody that trains for a marathon is freaking nuts. You have better things to do with your time. You do. There are better ways to be healthy. I hear it's terrible on the knees. Like, if it's really about health, then go and be healthy. Go and eat a bunch of, I don't know, crazy lion's mane and get your mind right. And I do like the swimming. I'm like, people who swim. I think think that's awesome. People who run, I don't know. I just haven't met that many people that I have anything in common with that are runners. I just, I want people to know that they're not original. Like if you're intermittent
0: fasting, we've heard of it before. We know. Like if you're in the sauna and cold now, we know. CrossFit, we've heard of it. Running, whatever your thing is, like, I just don't want to hear about it. Like, I have so many friends who are like, you'll never guess what we're doing now. Keto. It's like, I don't need to be, I don't need the download of your keto journey. I'm glad it's working for you. Enjoy your heavy cream and bacon. We don't have to go over the
1: particulars. I had a keto journey. Keto season. Keto season. I did. I did. I did. And it really just launched a national campaign of keto season. did. Which, if you know, you know, but keto season just meant anything great. I took the keto diet and I ran with it. And when I'd go off it, I guess, honestly, I'm realizing this is a trend in my life. It's the same way that I approach keeping kosher. When I'm on it, I'm on it. When I'm not, it's okay. <laughs> and I just keep I keep doing this. But speaking of K- keto, keto
0: season, you can get deliciously keto meals from HelloFresh, the sponsor of the Good Guys Pod. No, they're not sponsoring this one either. But God, am I getting these integrations? <laughs> Incredible.
1: We need to have no, these. There you are. We need to have these sponsors every week. We we really do. And speaking of sponsors, I don't know if you've seen me slowly drinking this gorgeous pineapple spritz society. It's a late night here on a Monday night. Drinking and potting. Probably, probably one of my, yeah, but it's light, 6%, mm. delicious, gorgeous. If you want to try it, spritzsociety.com. Use code BWNJ for 15% off. I should really make a good guy's code going forward. But for now, spritzsociety.com, BWNJ, 15% off, anything on site, the pineapple is delicious. Peach is delicious. They're all delicious. I'd recommend the variety pack. Wow. I don't know if that was as seamless as what you were trying to do, but I saw my moment and I ran for it. Well, I'm incredibly impressed. And have you heard
0: about this new, and I think this is this just means the world's ending soon. Have you seen this new (laughs) professional slap fighting competitions?
1: I have seen them, (laughs) yes. And they're very scary. Marshall just let out an audible guffaw. Have you
0: seen this, Marshall? No. Oh my god. So it's basically, and Dana White, the owner of the UFC, owns one of them. It's basically you stand face to face with someone and you slap the shit out of them. Like,
1: what happened?
0: What happened to us as a society?
1: This is it. This is the best we've got. Honestly, it's because we are the generation that grew up thinking it was hilarious punching each other in the nuts. Yes. Like, it, it just makes sense. Like, of course, as adults, we'd love to see people get five fingers slapped. Like, it's just a product of our culture. We enjoy people's misery. As
0: a man, are you afraid of having to stick up for Claudia if, God forbid, someone was inappropriate or mean to her out in public?
1: No. To defend I'm, I'm her I'm afraid... Honor? Yeah, I'm afraid that I would overestimate my capabilities. <laughs> it just <laughs> got the bed being <laughs> choked out outside of carbone. <laughs> 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 like, I, like, I would go to defend her honor, but I'd probably get this shit beaten out of me. But right. like, I've told the story on this podcast of when I was mugged as a young teen at 13. Yeah, by a, by a I, large I told, woman. By a large woman. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's what would happen. That's what would happen. Just, I'd stick up for her because anybody who says anything terrible about my queen, I'm there, but yes, I should. would overestimate my skills, unfortunately. Have you been in a fight over Paige? Any guys come up and try to steal your woman? No, I mean, some guy once at a college party
0: called me like a really terrible name and I just ate it. And kept walking. And I think hopefully she just thought that I was very like Mature? Yeah, mature and emotionally sound. When in reality what? I was terrified. What do you call you? A terrible word that no one should say. <laughs> that we can't say on the podcast. Like a terrible word. Gordo. (laughs) No, it wouldn't fit. It
1: wouldn't fit. Um, What could the word be? You can imagine. uh, Comment what you think the word (laughs) could be in the YouTube comments so that our video gets disabled. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. Uh, And I was like, just so taken aback.
0: But I agree. Like, I know. And you know those memes of like where they say like guys who don't train in any kind of martial arts this is their mentality and it's just bro when i want to go i see red and people's heads start falling (laughs) (laughs) like and that's what i want to believe that that would happen if i got into a fight i mean i've trained boxing before but the reality is i'm probably going to be like you getting choked out in the parking lot of carbone
1: yeah I have random moments of inspiration where I want to get into boxing. I like that you mentioned boxing and a really good friend of our family's. Her name is Erica Hammond, uh, almost husband, Encore, who you may or may not have met. Mm -hmm. She like is rumble boxing and she's just like, like the boxer. She was rumble. Now she's like doing her own thing, but like, she's like a serious, like teaches classes, unbelievable boxer. I was drunk one night. It was probably like one o'clock in the morning. I sent her a text. Needs you to train me. I need it. Like, I want to come in, box, woke up the next morning, never spoke to her (laughs) Ordered a tuna (laughs) on a bagel. (laughs) So instead of boxing, I'm going to take an everything bagel, scooped out, tuna, lettuce, onion, pickle, cut down the middle, and you can keep your (laughs) boxing. That's gorgeous. I remember once my wife
0: my wife and I were dating and her mother had had a guy come to the house to do some like, I don't know, some kind of work around the house and he was creepy and he like gave her bad vibes and he started asking questions like, where's your husband? Like, is he here? And he Mm. had happened to be out of town during this time. So she's staying at home alone. My, my wife was staying in my apartment and he left, and she. he's like, well, I'll be back tonight. She's like, no, 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 you don't have to come back tonight. He goes, no, no, I'll be back tonight. And she was like, I'm really scared. I don't feel comfortable sleeping here tonight. He just gave me a really bad feeling. Would you and Josh mind sleeping over tonight? I think your father would be happy to know that there was a man in the house. To which I said, well, you should find a man cuz like, <laughs> I just could not believe that when a man
1: is required I I qualify kind of. Mm-hmm. No, you're the you're the man of the house. I'm the man. You're the man. Ah, oh. you're, you're the fucking You're the fucking man. And now I own a home
0: and just just know, fuck around and find out. Come to my house and shit is going to get real quickly. Don't let the first 40 minutes of this podcast give you a false sense of security. I will fucking go redline on your ass, but Sometimes
1: I'll hear things. <laughs> he, t- he takes it all back. Don't come to his house. Stay away. He doesn't see red. He sees nothing. I live in a small township needs- with a very excessive police force,
0: <laughs> and my I got I got hot fingers, baby. <laughs> I got them on speed dial And they're dying to do a favor for old JP Yeah, But the the, the truth is is I've never, I like you, I'm a city boy I've always grown up in apartments And for the last six months, for the first time in my life I've had to live in a house This means putting out my garbage bins For the garbage trucks that come by It's sick I, I'm like Donnie domestic over here But anyway, anytime during the night When what? I hear a noise I gotta go search for it And I... I'm scared I'm gonna be honest I am scared and what I do is I don't even think I just charge downstairs and I try to make a lot of noise as I'm going down the stairs
1: (laughs) so they think I'm bigger than I am I don't know anybody that owns a home that's thrilled about it how much money have you sunk into this house you mentioned being Donnie domestic do things in your house break they have to break all the time right There's always somebody repairing something. There's a light bulb out right now that I recently noticed and I don't know who's, I
0: don't know how it'll ever be repaired. (laughs) Like it's up in a ceiling. It's, it's gaunt. what's the word? It's, it's built into the ceiling and I'm just like, that's too high. Where do you get light bulbs and
1: who's gonna, yeah, who's gonna, can I call the super? Number one pet peeve. We live in an apartment and so we didn't pick out the appliances mm. we rent from from someone, so it's his appliances, and he decided that the entire apartment should be Mila. Is it Miele? Miele? You ready do, for do this? Do you know this brand? Of course I do, and you guys are very fancy. It's actually Mila, like tequila. Okay, Mila. I fucking hate Mila. Mila is like to import your. It's it's an Italian. It's an Italian company to import a washing machine. Burners, stove, like anything breaks, impossible to fix. Impossible to fix. Meanwhile, if we had just gone gotten American standard, a nice Dyson or a like, you know what I mean? Dyson's British. Great. (laughs) I still I can still get it at Home Depot. You mean like I I frigidaire or uh, General Electric, perhaps? Sure, sure. Anything that I can get fixed easily by calling someone, not, I'm sorry, Ben, you know, the, the piece that you needed from your washing machine will take eight weeks. That's upsetting. Yeah, that's some, that's some homeowner shit. Yeah, some homeowner shit. Before we wrap up this gorgeous podcast, gorgeous. The, the holiday seasons are on us. <laughs> Passover, Easter, as a Passover Easter, a Peaster kind of man. Talk to us about what you're going to do for Passover, what you're going to do for Easter. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. But What are you you doing for both? How do you guys celebrate both? In full transparency, it's mid-March,
0: so I don't know yet what we're going to do. I imagine there'll be some matzah for Passover. And there'll be some searching for the Afi Komen for my... I mean, again, like everything great in life, it all becomes <laughs> focused around the kids. So my son will be getting 20 bucks when he finds the matzah, and then he'll be looking for Easter eggs, getting cracked out on little Reese's eggs.
1: You? Yeah, Yeah. Same, eating a lot of matzah. Yes. I'm like, the amount of cream cheese that I consume over matzah, I mean, over matzah, over Passover would... I mean, it's, it's an unbelievable amount of cream cheese. I like putting lox and scallion in my cream cheese, making a bit of a lox spread, and I smear it on my, on my matzah. I find that the combination of the constipating matzah and the lubricating cream cheese allows me to stay regular during a season that is very... Irregular. irregular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'll spend time with family, have a nice seder, recline as I drink my wine as... As everybody, uh, that's that's a thing, reclining. And uh, I feel like I just sounded like Trump. I'm going to be reclining, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for Passover. I won't be celebrating Easter because Jesus didn't die for my sins. But if he died for yours, I hope you have a wonderful Easter. Go hunting for the eggs.
0: Well, I think we're all going to end this podcast thinking about Ben calling cream cheese lubricating and I think it's the perfect opportunity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be. If you run out, you never know. Uh, I <laughs> you know what, guys? Don't rate and review the podcast.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. We've put you in a really terrible position. Just walk away from your phone. Put your AirPods down. Turn your car off. And just take a break from technology for a minute. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>